This is Common Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? What do you have on tap for us tonight? Well, tonight is about a series I've been reading for a, for a while now, almost almost 10 years. It's like called Manifest Destiny. It's a series that comes from Mark Kirkman's um, imprinted image, Skybound, and it comes from like writer Chris Dingus and artist Matthew Roberts. Now, while this is like the first time I've heard of like, you know, um, artist Matthew Roberts, and while he's quite good at what he does, Dingus is someone who's also has had a history, history you know, working with, you know, like the Marvel Universe, because he's also an executive producer on shows like, it's like, um, what was what was it? I can't. I can't remember. It's like um, Agent Agent Carter. That's what it was. God damn it! It's like no, and that's terrible because like I liked Agent Carter, and I wish it had gone on more than two years, but it didn't. But that's that's life and all. But uh, it was cool seeing um Ding guesses um name in there because you know like I realized that he he'd written this series that I like called Manifest Destiny, and you know you hear Manifest Destiny, you think oh yeah that's the uh, desire that you know colonial um era Americans had for, like for are for like America to stretch from sea to shining sea from the east coast to the west coast, and you know, it's like, well, in recent years, it's been revealed, it's been more like you know, um, reviled than re- revered. It's just that you know, basically, like, you know, like, st- like I'm trampled all over, like, you know, like the sovereign rights of Na- Native Americans, it's like in it's like a Me- Mexican, Spanish Americans, just you know, just basically, like, you know, more like you know, America, America first, it's like. Uh, America first, everyone else second. It's like more than anything else. And, you know, it's like that's kind like Dingus is kind of like aware of those kinds of like those kinds of intonations right here. Because the broad strokes premise of uh, Manifest Destiny is is basically like takes like the uh, perspective of like, you know, Lewis and Clark's Expedition West to after like after, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson, you know, secured the Louisiana Purchase, you know, he had these guys, you know, go. It's like um go west and find out you know what is you know out out there and all, so and you know like um Lewis and Clark did this you know came back oh and they also had their Indian guide Sacagawea like, to guide them it's like and, hey you know it's like they said they they said hey you know like it's all it's like it's all good so everyone else you know go west and all it's like and Jefferson's like hey you're all heroes now enjoy yourselves it's like hey you know like you can like. Uh, like you enjoy your governorships and now it's like this is and this is good for the both of them. Well, um, Ding guesses um, and um, Robert's approach to this is a bit more complex than that because the basic idea behind um, Manifest Destiny in the comic book series is what if you know their exploration, like you know their um, corp- corpse of discovery, you know, had more in common with the X Files than anything else because it's like you know they. Because like the first first volume basically um has them encountering like you know encountering um buffalo men you know not and basically it's, you know or buffalo tars you know basically like half half horse half buffalo half um like uh, all men as well so like they're basically just like basically like, as they go west they find out that you know there aren't like they're just like you know regular you know threats facing them they're just like supernatural threats facing them. And one of them in the fir- very first volume, like, uh, isn't just like Buffalo Man, but also the, uh, it's like the, uh, it's like some, it's like um, some fauna that also, like, you know, like, 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 secure, like, um, like causes them to like, fall, in, fall into a sleep and, you know, just like dream of, 
you know, like what, what, whatever they want. Basically, like, you know, like basically, like, you know, succumb to their, you know, to their like greatest desires or greatest, greatest fears as well. That's basically like the thrust, thrust of the series. Like, in that each volume involves like a new, like a new threat. Like volume two, like has them facing off against a, uh, like a giant, like a giant evil river, river frog that try, like that tries to, like, you know, eat, like eat them. Um, volume three has them like taking on some like quasi a Muppet-esque um, creatures called the the Ferzon, basically like you know intelligent um like bird-like creatures who you know like like think that humans like taste delicious but are also enthralled to this th- like to this um like like um bad creature that you know likes to uh, like um, steal heads in order to like you know like use one as it as its own in order to like pr- prolong prolong its own life. Oh, and then there's also you know. Like volume four, which just basically titled Sasquatch, because you know that they're also these um one-eyed like you know month like um creatures that are just like you know out to that initially they seem like they're going to just you know be you know friendly, but then when um when the original like the the uh, corpse of discovery um tried to um you know came out came out um west. Yeah, and basically wanted having to um feast on them in order to survive the winter. Well, obviously turned them against all humans, and now um Lewis and Clark's expedition have to have to pay the price. So basically, it's like every volume is just like this is basically a a, uh, a showcase of what a new threat has to uh, like, you know they have to face each uh, each time. And on one hand, you know it's like that's a I think that's like a fine um you know, like proposition for for a series, even though it's like, you know, we were laid um like you know thread threads of like, you know, what's going to happen like, you know, in the long long term, such as the uh such as the pregnancy between um Sakagawea and the uh and the um, mischievous Frenchman Charbonneau, which we're told is like, you know, has like, you know, it's it, there's a re- there's reasons that she had to get preg- pregnant and all. And also just, you know, like Lewis and Clark's, you know, own previous history as, um, as, like, as fighters in the Native American wars between, between the, uh, like, between between the American colonies and the and the natives at the, at the time. Um, rereading uh, my reviews of this, it's like I, uh, I was, I mentioned in volume one, like how I thought that you know this is kind of like weird and says you're positioning these characters like as our protagonists as our sensible heroes and why are you like flagging up the fact that you know these guys are native american killers it's like this seems kind of weird but um the more the more you read this um like the more you realize that oh wait a second well actually back up for a second because i uh i read the the final volume it's like about like a little over a week ago and when I read it, I was like, wow, it's like, this seems really kind of brutal and all. It's like, you know, in terms of how you, you're wrapping things up and kind of at odds with, you know, like how I thought this series was going to go. So, but of course I reread all like the series, so you know, from front to back once, you know, you know, once I get like, you know, the final volume and well, it turns out this is more of a feature than a bug because, well, it turns out that, you know, Lewis and Clark, they're not actually the heroes of this story. They're just the protagonists. They are aware of like the reasons, like you know, they're going going west and all, like and in order, they're basically here to secure the uh, it's like 
like the what these um these western reaches for like for Amer for americans in general and on one hand well that basically means you know like slaughtering you know any threats they um, come across it also means you know like the uh it's like the evil, the supernatural threat that they've been um promised to which is like established by the uh, previous um journeymen who came before them well it's like they're going to need to um do engage in a bit of baby killing in order to secure the future of the uh, united states and when you hear this you know as i did around uh, volume five it's like i thought okay you know that's kind of fucked up but you know okay but you know these guys are protagonists like they're you know fighting for what's right and all like they're going to find some way around this right well it's like re it's like um re rereading things it's like the stuff that um dingus sets up in volume in volume eight it's like is actually um foreshadowed pretty explicitly it's like over the course of the uh the, the main volumes beforehand we get the idea that you know like while while lewis who's portrayed as a you know more scientific you know inquis inquisitive type is also you know in this for the glory it's like he wants to you know you know be be remembered for his here's um part in the expedition you know eat in west in order to secure you know the uh like the uh western border for the united states it's like and basically you know like establish his place in history and clark well it's like he's you know like getting over his ptsd from his time in the native Amer wars against native americans it's like he's you know just you know like along for like the ride for more or less the same reasons but also he's a slave owner as well and his uh and he brings one of his most trusted slaves york along with him while also promising that you know set him free it's like at the end of the it's like at the end of the journey now it's one of those things where it's like you know hey you know it's like okay so he's a good slave owner right well, um, Dingas basically, you know, realizes that, you know, there's no such thing as a good slave owner. And also, hey, you know, it's like, you know, someone who's like in this for the glory, you know, may not be, uh, you know, like, you know, averse to the idea of just, you know, slaughtering a baby. It's like in order to secure the future of the, the United States. Because like a lot of the uh, stuff that, you know, I was kind of like, you know, expecting, you know, them, them to overcome, basically to like, you know, find another way around in order to secure you know america's future well that turns out to be more of a uh feature than a it's like than a bug it's like um the final volume basically um establishes that you know it's like our heroes then well they're not actually heroes they're basically just you know trying to trying to like you know like do like do their best in order to like secure america's future like interested in everyone else be be damned it's like and if anything you know, it's like I was, uh, I was a bit let let down let down by this. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like rereading things made the uh, like made made um the uh, aims clear in terms of like you know what what these um guys were made to be. It's like you know their their the general aims like you know these weren't heroes; these were protagonists. These are guys like they're just the main characters and not the uh, like the heroes that we were like led to be. Like they're not out to. Uh, you know be um better than themselves they're just trying to like do what's best for america and for the for their own glory and on one hand that's that's a little bit disappointing but i guess that's just my perspective right there it's like if you're i guess someone else is reading this and i took 
and like immediately going on to the glommed on to the fact that you know Lewis and Clark were just you know hey you know it's like they're just you know white guys you know in it for in it for themselves and to do their best for America then you know this this final revelation that you know they weren't the good guys that they were just you know like like doing doing for themselves like this this uh then this this um twist or development in the final volume will probably make a lot a lot more sense but but i was i was personally disappointed by the fact that you know up to this point you know lewis and clark were basically just you know presented as you know you know resourceful individuals who were able to like use their um, wits and intelligence in order to overcome the threats they were they presented i kind of believe that you know they were going to you know be better than themselves like you know by the end of the story that it wasn't going to be that the, that the series wasn't going to be like you know the horror um narrative that it was presenting itself as that they were going to basically go no we're going to um you know be better than that it's like and i'm kind of disappointed in the end that you know that's not what we got that you know they were you know like beholden to their own desires and they couldn't couldn't be um better better than that and that's kind of disappointing i mean especially since like you know i think a lot of the uh, individual stories were 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 quite quite strong like you know their fight against the uh like the corruptor and that you know was terrorizing the, the fezron their um fight against the uh the hallucinogenic um like visions that pre presented themselves against in um it's like in volume five or no volume six it's like and um it's like and it's like and also just you know like realizing that you know hey like these women that are you know presenting themselves as like hey you know we want to have have sex with you well maybe they're not actually you know it's like like the uh like the kind of people you want to you want to actually have sex with or maybe the uh like the uh, spectral um like spaniard who is like talking to you and no one else can hear you well he doesn't have your best interests as well and um, how you deal with him, well, that's that's kind of like you know, like down to your own cleverness as well. And that's kind of like something I respected about how they found a way to do deal with that as well. I mean, this and and also like you know, the business with, like with um, guys like um, like um, Rand, like Randolph, it's like and Christensen, Christopher, it's like they're like these two guys who were basically presented as being you know. Like, it's like, you know, like really, um, Randolph and Russell, it's like, you know, the guys who are just like, you know, presented as being like kind of each other's throats because, you know, um, Randolph is, was, um, basically like press ganged into the uh, group because he was, um, arrested because of buggery or rather, um, homosexuality in terms of like, you know, like terms of the era. But, um, Russell, you know, that was just kind of like, God, oh, it's like, I don't like you, like Randolph. I was like, I don't. It's like I don't like um tr trust you and all. It's like because of your um history of buggery. Now he doesn't say this, but that's basically what he his 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 um personality for most of the volumes. But I kind of liked how um like how how Dingus like subtly developed their relationship like over the course of several volumes. And I think that they probably get the happiest ending out of any anyone else in the series. Um, particularly um Sakigawea, who you know was this is presented as like the uh, as like the the badass um, Native American fighter who is trained to fight um these monsters, 
and you know it's like it's cool seeing her just you know leverage her skills you know to um save like the corpse of discovery on multiple occasions but she's also the one who is like you know destined to uh bear the war child that they're going to um sacrifice you know to secure america's future and that she also believes is also going to like, secure like you know the immigrants um future you know like from war against you know like um america and the by extension the white man this i mean this stuff is interesting but at, at the same time like it doesn't um it's like the the end just kind of feels like for me at least just kind of feels kind of disappointing it's just that no one was able to transcend their better nature and on one hand okay yeah if we were going to a uh like a straight um horror narrative um that would that would be fine but a lot of the action in manifest destiny feels like it's pitched towards um like action and, and adventure it's like not not quite I mean, yeah, I said that this series kind of is just like, you know, Lucy Clark meets the X-Files. But a lot of it just kind of feels like, you know, like, you know, hey, we're just fighting, like, you know, the supernatural threat of the week in each volume. And that's not a bad thing. You know, it's generally um, pretty entertaining on a volume-by-volume volume basis. But, you know, it's just like once, once I got to the final volume and I realized that, oh, wait a second. Like, I'm not reading about the about the heroes i'm just reading about the protagonists who are actually kind of like really shitty people who can't rise above their own their own best interests that's that's kind of that's kind of disappointing and like ultimately you know kind of kind of lowers the series estimation in my my vein because it's kind of like it's like Memphis destiny is kind of something that that well after re reading and rereading this like all eight volumes it's like it kind of feels that you know if you look at um lewis and clark you know from volume one and realize oh these guys are not the heroes they're just you know bad men who have just been given a shot of glory that they don't deserve then yeah i think you will probably enjoy enjoy this because things don't end well well for them and also they don't end well for uh, just about anyone in the series particularly uh clark's a uh, main slave york who gets done especially dirty like over the course of the series to the point where it's kind of like man i just feel kind of bad how he how he wound up I mean, it just like it just feels unnecessary how he like how his story how his story ends so but but for everyone else it's kind of like you know it's just like a uh it's not it's not so much like you know like a fun you know like a supernatural x-files type adventure where you're, like, you're fighting against the uh supernatural threat of the volume it's like it's one, it's one word it's like you know you, you look at um america's you know like press to the uh press of the west you know that it's one that basically reaffirms the idea of manifest destiny as being more of a uh destructive um doctrine more of one that you know espouses like you know wonder it's like and it's like an, an advancement which you know it's like maybe the right thing but at the same time it just like for the story that's being told here just kind of feels more depressing than anything else i mean maybe you'll get something more about this if you think that lewis and clark are gigantic assholes who deserve to suffer for what they did but i don't think that's what i got like from the first several volumes and it wasn't until that final volume that i realized that oh i should have realized these guys are the bad guys 
and I should have been waiting for them to suffer more than anything else. So it's good on its own terms, but I don't know. It's like I don't think it quite succeeds in the story that that it was telling. I will say that you know it does look good bringing an end because artist Matthew Roberts um does have a good good sense of style. It's like in terms of like you know just illustrating all like the lush like flora fauna. It's like and also like various monsters that everyone ever like uh, everyone encounters. I mean you get the feeling at the end that he was kind of like you know like more rushed or merged like a sense face with a sense of oh my god it's like we're finally at the end here I gotta like knock this shit out right now. But you know, it's like overall, it's like it looks good from beginning to the end, and that that I can't knock it for. But the storytelling, uh, I kind of wished for more from, wished more from it, and also the uh, final reveal of like you know the uh, arc, the arc that um like, like pretends the future. That's kind of like more reaching and more like like it thinks it's cleverer than it than it really is. So while there was stuff I really that I enjoyed about it. Can't say that's something that that I like that feels more than um some of its parts or something that I enjoyed as much as I was expecting it to by the end. Well, all right then. Well, I think that's pretty much all there is to say about it. Do you know what you're gonna be talking about next time? Okay, well, um, we're gonna need to block out um April 1st for recording because we're not teaming with Rob um next time, John. We're teaming up with his right wife, Marisa, next time. Because <laughs> the plan, because unless things go horribly wrong, we're going to be talking about Trigun next time. All right. Sounds good. And we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Later.